Welcome friends to the Universal Sisterhood podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to season 2022. It is episode 72. And I really want to welcome you back. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that I'm here. And I'm happy to kick off this new year. Um, In today's episode, Liv and I chat about our trip to Fiji and all the lessons we learned there. Um, Feel free to laugh out loud or cry tears of joy with us as we describe some of our um, fun lessons and challenging moments. Um, This year is full of wonderful women that I cannot wait to share with you. Um, If this podcast blesses you, please share it with a friend so that your friends also know that there are women out there that are walking similar journeys to you and that you are never alone and someone somewhere is probably experiencing something very similar to what you're experiencing and that is so freeing to know that we're not alone on this journey so share it like it and come along for the ride i'm so grateful you're here (laughs) happy new year actually it's february (laughs) well it's it's the new working year shall we say yes one week down it is a new year it's a new season and it's time to live a new life what do you reckon yes yeah I'm trying to um just look at it one day one week at a time at the moment I I keep thinking the last two years you know every term because I'm a teacher every term I think okay next term's going to be different and it's not but um (laughs) anyway (laughs) I'm I've got fresh eyes this year, so let's see how we go. Yes. Um, So we are definitely well and truly into February. So the January was a a season of, um, let's say, well, for me personally, it was a real leap of faith. And I'm going to both you and I had to get our families not had to, we, we willingly did it, but mm. we decided to take our families on a holiday as soon as we heard that Australia was opening up. Um, mm. So in, in, in real uh, joie de vivre, we booked flights to Fiji, mm. not knowing that, you know, all the hurdles that we, we're going to have to jump through to get there. And <laughs> I, I know for you, the same as me, um, I had to really, really step out in faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know it sounds such like it sounds like I'm. It's a real first world problem. Oh, you poor thing! You've got to take your family on a tropical holiday. Yeah, but um, yes, in in some respects, yes, we are very privileged that we got the opportunity to do that. But on the other hand, um, I really wanted to talk about how it actually cost me emotionally and and spiritually quite 
a lot. Mm. Um, and I thought, I thought you, because you experienced the same thing, would be a great person to talk to about that. What do you reckon? Yep. Let's go. All right. No notes either. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive straight in. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> it was very easy to dive into the beautiful, warm, balmy waters of the Pacific. Yeah. But before we got there, uh, we had to be COVID free. And in a summer where Omicron just took over. Yeah. And I brought it, was... it to the family. <laughs> Olivia joyfully shared COVID with us on Christmas Day. Well, it didn't end up sharing, but Livy was COVID positive, unbeknownst yeah. to the 30 plus of us in, in her home, having yeah. COVID hugs and COVID <laughs> sipping from COVID drinks. COVID cocktails, COVID hugs, you name it. Anyway, so, um, but yeah. strangely so, or miraculously, yeah. nobody got it. Yeah. Except just, for you. Yeah, so just half our family got it. So we isolated for the two weeks because back then it was, I think it was 14 days when we started and then the government dropped it to 10. Um, but only half my family got it. So, but to get to Fiji, we all had to be negative. So I was sort of hoping the whole family would get it done and dusted with a 14-week window, um, but they didn't. So then we 14 had... 14-day window. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, sorry, 14-day. So then I had to make sure that... The rest of them didn't get it then. Like when they when they didn't get it before that cutoff, then we had to isolate at home so we didn't pick it up elsewhere. And trying to keep two adult sons, 18 and 19, home with me in the summer holidays was near impossible, um, as you know, with your two adult children. <clears throat> um, and, then, and then we had the hurdle of, yeah, getting the PCRs before within the 72 hours before we flew. Um, and then when we got to the airport, finally, because we left a week before you guys, five days before you guys, the volcano in Tonga um, erupted and our flight was cancelled when we're standing at the airport with six suitcases. <laughs> so we put our tail between our legs and went back home. Um, but on the way home, because our PCRs were no longer valid, we had to go and get another round of PCR tests. Yeah, <laughs> the joys. The yeah, joys. another three hundred dollars. Anyway, um, uh, as you said, it sounds like a first world problem, and it is. But you know, just the emotional toll. You know, the ten year old in tears, and um, yeah. me thinking, why on earth did we do this in the middle of a pandemic? Went yeah. crazy. Um, you know, all of the above emotions, and then my husband saying, "Don't you want to go?" And I'm, "Yes, I do," but you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, and anyway, we finally got there. You finally got there. And I think I added it up. We all had to do five negative PCRs um, in order to do that holiday. Yeah. So each. Two, each yeah. person. Each person. Yeah. yeah. And miraculously, every time they came back negative. Mm. Uh, like that just defies all odds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to me, um, I really took great consolation in the fact that he wanted us to go there to experience mm. that and that the words that kept ringing in my ear was that beautiful quote from um saint Irenaeus who says the glory of god is man fully alive and watching looking at these fijian people who have been trapped 
so so to speak tr- stuck or unemployed or out of work and out out of like just that they had to fend for themselves they had no government support no assistance their their survival depends on tourism and the western world had shut down to them the world had closed off from them and they were here on this island as beautiful as it is um but unemployed Mm. And and I, I just I could not get out of my mind the fact that here we are kind of um, cushioned in our little ivory towers of technology and, and um, access to hospitals and services and, and um, Uber Eats and, you know, online shopping delivered to our door. We can we can so easily close ourselves off from the world. It doesn't really cost us that much. Mm, mm. um and we're we're so entitled i kept thinking of our lives are worth we think our lives are worth more than theirs Mm. um and Mm. i just here they were living life on you know just day to day living off the land what was it that that driver told you yeah he said 80 percent of um people on the mainland or or, sorry, Fiji as a whole are employed in the tourism industry. And because of the shutdown, because of Omicron or COVID, um, they all farmed their little plots and it was kind of like a bartering system. You know, they they shared vegetables. You'd get a bag of taro for a bag of beans or whatever. Um, So he said, we didn't do anything for two years. We just sat in our house and farmed our veggies. Um, Yeah, that was it. He said um, they went from... The only government assistance they got was to actually get the vaccine, and mm. um, they got. And a then small... they ran out. Yeah, and then they ran out of money and vaccine, so not everyone got it. Um, either either the payment or the vaccine, mm. um, which was interesting because I'm sure we'll get to it later when we went to mass and half of mm. them were sitting outside who were unvaxxed. Mm. But um, yeah, it was just he was just so beautiful. This driver and he had three children all school age and they all their birthdays were in December and he said when Fiji opened on the 1st of December to Australians um, last year he said my children were so excited that I'd have a job again and that they would be able to have you know my he said my son said oh does that mean we get to have a birthday this year and he said no not this year because we need to build up our money etc but I just thought Paul and I were looking at each other like Oh my goodness! And his his hourly rate um, before COVID hit was five dollars fifty an hour, and now all the tourism you know companies. He was obviously a bus driver um, mm. transfer. Um, he said it was anywhere from two dollars fifty to three dollars thirty, and he said because they're not they're not fully open, so they're not giving them the full wages. Mm. Um, yeah, just blew yeah. my mind. So the joy that these people had was intoxicating. Mm, absolutely. They were, they were so um, grateful. So happy to that, see us. Exactly. So grateful that we'd come. Um, and, I, and that kind of, and I, and I know you, the same feelings was when we heard that the volcano had erupted and I was still in my head the night before. I'm thinking, what am I doing? Why am I taking my entire family to a place where tsunamis could actually, like, like it's it, very possible, very plausible mm. that 
more tremors and more earthquakes and more volcanoes were going to happen. Yeah. And here I was taking my family to its epicenter. So for me, there was a real leap, uh, a real act of trust and faith in God. Mm. Um, Not only that, because you're on a plane for five hours, a packed plane, we had the, you know, if we got over there and we had COVID, we'd have to isolate for two weeks without leaving the room. Yeah, with with our children. Yeah, yeah. Staring at us. So it's it's one thing to isolate on your own in a small room. It's another thing to isolate with eight. Yeah, yeah. The whole process, the whole trip was a real, although luxurious, and I see that, I can see the the paradox here, and I don't Mm. mean to diminish any of the um, real pain and suffering in the world, Mm. but um, we had to... Leap, like trust God every step of the way and it really um, showed me a lot about my heart and, and where it where it sits in that mm. kind of like it woke me up to actually you either trust God or you don't it's as yeah. simple as that you either trust him you can't half trust somebody you have to fully trust them yeah yeah um and I remember on the, the the second last day leaving because we had to get more tests to see whether we could re-enter our own country. And I remember waiting for the results up, you know, they had a little bureau with the COVID lady in it, did, did all the testing. And I was outside just looking at the ocean and the vastness of it. Mm. Um, and I said to him, I trust you. I trust you implicitly. And there was a real peace there. Mm, mm. Um, and I realised that he is a faithful father. If he tells you something, he will follow it through. He doesn't change his mind halfway. Yeah. Like us humans yeah. who, you know, mm-hmm. we edge our bets. Or he, he, and he would stick to what he says he he is who he says he is and he's a faithful father and that really really I was as I do quite well I was crying looking out at the ocean knowing that all would be well you know I, I just had to trust him and yeah of course I more negative results and I was air punching <laughs> yeah yeah me too um uh, but I just want to get back to the people yeah um I think we need to tell the listeners our story about mass. Yeah, I was going to come to that. Yeah. So um, can I start, start with my morning that morning? Of course. Um, <laughs> I so, forgot about that. Yes, please. I'm sure this story will be, be received very well. <laughs> well, we had been on an island for five days before we met up with you and Pat. Mm. Um, and we didn't really want to come to the mainland, but in order to meet up with the cousins, we had to. So we were a bit, we begrudgingly left the island and got to the mainland. And that first night, it was amazing to see you guys, but that first night cost us a bomb in, in food and we didn't get very much food, oh, did we? <laughs> um, there was not very much food for a lot of money uh, compared to the islands where they didn't stop feeding you. Yeah. Um, Anyway, another first world problem, but it absolutely teemed with rain that night. We had a tropical downpour and then (laughs) we walked to, you guys were very close to reception, but we were possibly in the furthest 
buree away from reception in the pouring rain. And then our toilet made the most horrendous, the plumbing, the most horrendous noise all night. And I can't even, I, I've played you the noise because I recorded it, but I can't even, like, yeah. it, it was like a freight train coming through yeah. a tunnel, like in the middle of the night when there's no other noise. It was horrendous. And it went off every three minutes for the entire night. So it was already tense with the husband because he wanted to be back on the island. Um, the kids were tired. It was raining. We were hungry. And this toilet made this noise all night. So I was. I said to my husband at 4 a.m., I said, that's it. I'm going to reception. And he said, no, nope, it's dark. It's pouring. We're not leaving the children. So we stuffed the doors with our pillows and covered the toilet in six um, beach towels trying to dull the noise of this <laughs> stupid plumbing. Anyway, um, and then Paul finally fell asleep. I was so grateful that he went to sleep because he was half my battle. Um, and he went to sleep and then I thought, that's it, I'm going to get up. And and I tried to ring reception but on the phone there was no number to call reception. Mm. And then it's um, I got onto their website on my phone and the only way to to contact them via the website was to have your itinerary number and I couldn't find the paperwork. Found out in the morning Paul had put it in the safe. But I didn't know at the time and my emotions were just getting more worked up and worked up as I heard this stupid noise every three minutes. Anyway, cut a long story short, at five to six in the morning I'd had enough and I just I woke Paul, I said, I'm going to reception and I I marched a kilometre to reception in the rain. Anyway, got there and this beautiful Fijian woman just said, Bula, good morning. And I just burst in, as you know, I just burst into tears. I think I was so tired and so emotional. Oh, because in the middle of the night, Paul had also said, that's it, we're going home tomorrow, I'm not putting up with this. Um. So I burst into tears and just held up. I couldn't even talk. I just held up my mobile phone and pressed play on the video I'd taken of the toilet noise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was so sweet. She was so apologetic. And um, anyway, she went and got uh, the manager of the hotel and he said, look, go and have breakfast um, and come back here. He was quite rude to start with. And then he said, come back here and I'll, I'll sort it all out. Um, he said, come back at nine. And I said, I can't come back at nine through my tears. I'm going to church. And he said, oh, okay, um, all right, you go to church with your family. And, and, and sorry, the night before when it was pouring with rain, the teenagers had said, why do we have to go to Mass? It's an hour away on a bus. And, and we hadn't booked a transfer. Can't we just watch Father Rob online? Because for a lot of COVID, when we couldn't get to Mass, we were watching uh, an Australian um, Mass online. Mm. And I and I all I wanted to do was for them to experience Mass in the Pacific because we've done it before and the singing was out of this world and that's that mm. was just what I wanted the kids to experience. And and I looked at you. I remember looking at you and you said, "No, no, no, we're going. We're booking a transfer." <laughs> um, to my eighteen-year-olds, you know. Yeah, <laughs> displeasure. Yeah. He did. He did. He did give me a few looks that yeah. morning. As well. yeah. <laughs> but even the next morning, after we hadn't slept a wink, I think Paul had probably had an hour, and I'd had half an hour. Um, and Paul's like, "I really think we should watch it online." And I said, "No, we're going. I've I've made my mind up. That's it." And and you had said to me, "I've been praying the rosary all night <laughs> that we're going." Anyway, thanks be to God, we made the 
trip in. We, we okay. So, you so start. I'm going to I'm going to interject here because it, it's Fiji time, and if anybody knows Fiji time, it is whatever time suits <laughs> suits them. Yeah. So we had to book a transfer. So I looked online, and it said mass was at nine o'clock in this village, which was forty minutes away. So we had to get up there to the, our transport, and we get up there. And we all pile in on the bus, a few eye rolls from a few older <clears throat> children, and um, <laughs> off we go. So we're going. The bus ride was quite fun. Uh, we finally get there. and 14 get, of us. Let's put yeah, it into perspective. Yeah, 14 <laughs> of us. We weren't singing Kumbaya on the way. We were all having, you know, <laughs> laughing and talking about things. That we Actually, we were listening to the toilet video over and over again. <laughs> and then we get there and there's not many people at mass and we pile on out and they look up at us and he said I said oh is mass on it it said on your website mass is on at nine o'clock and the the man said ah maybe no the um the priest will come maybe he'll come about 10 o'clock well you should have seen the teenagers And it was so hot and so humid and we're in this tiny little town. With an... nothing to do <laughs> and you couldn't, it was dirty and. Yeah, stray dogs. We didn't have water. It was, it was hot. stifling mm-hmm. and we had an hour to kill. And then they all said, well, let's just get back on the bus and say the rosary and watch it online when we get home. And I looked at them <laughs> And I said, no, no, we're here, we're staying. (laughs) We're going to mass. Uh, So for an hour, no, for about 40 minutes, we walked around the the village, Mm. dripping wet. It was so hot, lathered in sunscreen. Did we have hats? I don't even think we had hats. I think a couple of us did, but yeah. Um, Anyway, the heat just got too much, so we decided to go in and just sit outside. They had pews outside. Um, At least that was undercover. So we all pile in there, all 14 of us, and sit on the pews outside with a few other people. And the man came up to me and he said, oh, ma'am, could you please sit inside? We'd like you to sit inside. And I said, oh, no, 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 we're fine out here. Jess Jess is a germaphobe, actually. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're fine out here. I was thinking it would be safer for us if we were outside in the fresh air um, so we wouldn't get COVID inside the church, right? Let's just be honest. Anyway, so I had them all sitting up and then he finally, he kind of took that and went back to somebody else and then he came up to me quite sheepishly and he said, oh, ma'am, um, outside here is for all the unvaccinated people. <laughs> so he jumped up. <laughs> and proceeded to take the first two pews inside the church (laughs) for the next half an hour while we waited for mass. Um, And wait, we did. But, wow, was it not the most beautiful thing you've ever encountered? (laughs) Yeah, but before we get to the beauty, sorry, this story goes on and on, but it's got to be told. So we're there. Um, waiting for our 20 minutes dripping with sweat and they are the most they came in like talking about coming in your Sunday best they oh, were dressed in the colour 
the most beautiful their be- most beautiful clothes and they were just gorgeous the color and the long skirts and the boys all had shirts on and flowers mm. in their hair and but we were sitting there dripping absolutely yeah. sweltering and then they brought us a fan and just put it on us like we took up the first two rows and they put the one and only yeah. fan on us it was just so sweet oh. i felt so bad and then this gorgeous little young girl um so we, you know, we stood out like sore thumbs at the front of the church. I and think then, we were their entertainment and they were our entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And then this little girl made this beautiful flower arrangement outside and she brought it in to put near the tabernacle and it was on this wobbly vase and we could all see it was wobbly. Like it was a, <laughs> it was a copper vase with a screw under it and it was wobbly. Wasn't and we're all tight. sort of, yeah, it wasn't tight. We're all watching it. And then of course it, it crashed and smashed and your Bella jumped up to fix it. So that was another, you know, watching moment. And then Claudia, your other daughter, she um, had a sip of water and choked on it. <laughs> and so she ran outside in a coughing fit because it was like a COVID coughing fit. And and then I jumped up to go and give her a tissue because she's splattering out her nose. And I tripped on a on a grass mat oh my watch is going off I tripped on a grass mat and smashed my knee and hand against the wall so then another group of little Fijians came and moved the mat for us like we were just you know these idiot westerners you know (laughs) they must have got lots of mileage out of these crazy people who came to their church and and not to mention my hand sanitizer going being used over time oh my gosh that was hilarious <laughs> didn't stop but then the singing started and that's pretty much when you and I started crying and yeah. we cried for 40 minutes non-stop yeah. an hour non-stop it was just Not, out of this world it wasn't just a few little tears that came down it was like I was holding back deep deep <laughs> deep sobs heaving sobs yeah I was trying to hold them back under my mask like I was it was insane I was crying because of the beauty that I witnessed and Mm. I don't think I was alone there and my little seven-year-old looked at me afterwards and he said to mum he said to me mum I feel like I went back to heaven and I thought oh my goodness it was a taste of heaven and Mm. these Fijians they did not move we were like shuffling around trying to stay cool they kept they did not move their masks they all had masks on yeah um probably to protect us I don't know um they did not move them they were joyful hopeful humble people and it just broke me because there was a song, I mean, they sang the whole way through it, but the last song. In five-part um, harmonies. Oh, oh it was spectacular. Um, the song was, um, you know, the one, he sent me to give the good news to the poor, tell prisoners mm. that they are prisoners no more, tell blind people that they can see and set the downtrodden free. Well, I've sung that song all my life. Like as a young kid, That's that was one of the um, ones that always got a belting at mass, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, and I always pictured m- me singing that song to the poor. Mm. But I realised very, very, very strongly that I actually am the poor one and they were singing that song to me because I am. we are not free like they are free. 
Mm. We are chained down by the things of this world and they are not. They were the most free and humble people and they taught me so much in that 45, 50-minute mass. It Mm. was, Mm. I hope I will never forget it because I realised that it's, it's, it's the poor that are free and um, my poverty comes from my lack of humility and my lack of trust and my lack of love for our Lord. Mm. Um, mm. <clears throat> I'm getting emotional thinking about it. It was beautiful. Mm. And they, um, I think too, like on top of the singing and their humility and their, you know, they were just beautiful. But I think it was the fact that we actually got all 14 mm-hmm. of us there <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and knowing that our children have witnessed it. Mm. Yeah, and knowing that this, like every single mass, but when you see it in this kind of context, out of context, I suppose, out of, out of um, your yeah. normal mass experience, you know that it will last in their memory mm-hmm. for mm. um, and yeah but also just little things like the young guy who got up to do prayers of the faithful he was the mm. same age as our teenage boys he would have been 18 20 mm. you know big burly handsome fijian boy and as a sign of respect they all took their shoes off in church as well and that was we didn't we didn't realize but um no we know. tripped over our shoes to get out <laughs> <laughs> um but like i just thought god gave us so many gifts that day getting us there you know, even having that young boy do the readings in front of our young men, you know, it was just so beautiful. The homily. The homily. And Father did say at the end he thanked us. He thanked, you know, the visitors for coming and he said, please let the share with the world our story. Mm. So that's what we're doing. Yes, we are. <laughs> but his message was that you have to read the Bible. He kept talking about God's word, the word, the word, the word. And he said, if I can impart anything, it's to read the word. And and to receive our Lord in the Eucharist. Because he, yeah. he, he said the story about there was, there's a, I mean, Fiji is made up of how many islands? Quite, oh, quite 300 and something. Yeah. Mm. They're not all and, inhabited. No, but 300 islands. But there's um, a lot of them are inhabited and they don't have access to a priest. And there was one island which is um, towards Tonga and um I think he said 300 people on the island and one man would work all month just to sell coconuts coconuts. to make enough money to catch an aeroplane, a light aircraft, to the mainland to go to mass every single month. Yeah. That would feed him. It would feed his soul and it would feed his desire and it would feed his... um, his his ministry to go back and tell the people on the island what he had heard and what our Lord had done for him. And he knew the Bible inside out and back to front. Mm. And his legacy was that his children and his grandchildren knew the Bible so well. And he spoke about his grandson who was, they said to him, why don't you become a priest and you can come back to the island and be our priest. And he said, um, I, they won't need me here. I'm needed elsewhere because the island was so well catechized mm. by this one man. So just the importance of of what you can do if you stay united to our Lord. Um, 
in receiving the Eucharist and reading the Bible. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Mm. So beautiful. And the other thing, the other gift, um, the night before I left, um, well, the night before I left for the airport the first time, <laughs> before the plane was cancelled, um, I said to my daughter, I think we just better bring one extra bag. Um, and I grabbed just a, you know, like a shoulder bag, a duffel bag from her room and um, out of her cupboard. Who knows how long it had been in there. Anyway, I opened it up just to check there wasn't stuff in it. And in it was the tiniest little, you know, two inches big, a little statue of Our Lady. And um, anyway, I took it out and put it on the shelf. Didn't know, don't know why that was in there, but it was in her bedroom cupboard. And I took it out and put it on the shelf. And then as I, I left the room and then I came back, I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going into this tsunami, volcano, COVID. I'm just going to put that statue back in the bag. So I grabbed it off the shelf and put it back in the bag and took the bag with us. I thought she's just going to keep us safe. Our lady's going to keep us safe. And when we got to the church, the statue of Our Lady, I'm going to cry. It's exactly the same one. It's beautiful. But I think we need to see those details. We need to be aware of, of all those beautiful um, gentle, tender details that our Father leaves for us and Our Lady because in the busyness of our life, we would have overlooked that. Yeah, um, We don't see it. No, we don't see it. It's, it's, it's stunning. And we need that um, quiet, like s- slower pace to be able to see. Yeah. I know for me, um, my word of the year has is light and listen and I, I think I I recorded a podcast a few weeks ago which will be played in a few weeks time but I, I mentioned this story on there as well that over the summer I was um, we spent a lot of summer at the beach <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm quite tanned um, but I was watching this man uh, walking along the beach and he was blind he had a he had a stick and I thought I wonder how here I was my cynical self I wonder how blind he actually is this is me sitting on the beach watching him and he was walking along the foreshore it was early in the morning I was doing my prayer so there weren't many people on the beach um, and he got to and he was just using his stick to guide him up you know along the foreshore and then he got to some seaweed and I thought, oh, I wonder if, it, oh, he is quite blind because he was stepping over, like he wasn't um, navigating it very well. Mm. And then he stopped and turned towards, like, because there was a lot of seaweed. So he realised that he couldn't go much further. So he turned and he went up towards the steps. And I was watching him and he was using his stick to, to guide him up the steps. And then he got to the top step. There were no more steps, but he went to take another step. And I thought, oh, wow, he really is very blind. Like he can't see anything. Mm, mm. Uh, So he got to the top of the step and then he just stood there. And I thought, what's he doing? And he turned his head towards the... the, um, what do you call it, the boardwalk, like the esplanade? He turned his ear so he could listen. And I heard our Lord say to him, like in my heart, I felt him saying, 
when you can't do any more, you can't do it all on your own. You have to stop and you have to listen because it's in the listening is when you will hear me. And I thought, mm. oh, my gosh, here I go. I cried again. But <laughs> there is, we can't do it. There's only so much feeling our way, gauging our way. We really have to stop and we really have to listen. And, and taking that time out, I think, in Fiji and in, in beauty and nature, that's where we can hear him. Mm. Mm. We can't mm. hear him in this noisy, busy, where we are right now, back into the swing of things at, you know, a million things an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's impossible to hear him. Yeah. Um, so that's, and that's where you see the details, like our, that little statue of Our Lady. I couldn't believe it. It was exactly the same statue. I couldn't believe it. Mm. So, I, you know, I was crying and crying because of the music and then crying and crying because this handsome young boy got up and did the readings. And then, and then it wasn't until halfway through the mass I saw the statue and I lost it again. <laughs> we, no joke. We literally cried, you and I, the whole mass. Yeah. My, <laughs> my mask was saturated because of snot. <laughs> but then when we left and that beautiful Fijian bloke thanked us for bringing our family. Yeah. And, Cried again. Um, yeah, and then um, two days later on the last night we were sharing together and just the four of us went out to dinner. We left the kids to their own devices and um, we went out to dinner and we just happened to mention to the waitress that we had gone into town and gone to church. And then, you know, an hour later when we were saying goodbye, she said, thank you for coming and I'm so glad you got to take your family to church. Hmm. How beautiful. Their faith is is so it's such a part of them, mm. and they're not ashamed to speak um, speak Christ's word like it's proclaimed. And yeah. that song, I, I had to look it up because I thought, oh, this, the words from that song is clearly from the Bible, and mm. I found it. it is Luke four eighteen to nineteen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me mm. because He has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He sent me to me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. They're not ashamed of proclaiming Him, yeah. and I, 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 um, I have to, I have to, um, learn from their example and do that and not be ashamed. Yep, hundred percent. Just anyway. the, just their cheerfulness that. That alone was just oh, unbelievable. Anyway, so, so I right, encourage a lot. everybody. If Fiji is open to Australians, it's, go. It's Support cheap. Them. The flights are so cheap at the moment. Flights are cheap. The food may not be so cheap. No, but <laughs> but just take a jar of peanut butter for lunch and just have breakfast and dinner. <laughs> um. But, yeah, support them. But, honestly, you will learn more from them than than we can teach them ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just the fact that we have been living half lives for the last two years and mm. it is now time to live and not be afraid and um, glorify God in your lives. Don't, don't um, hide yourselves away and protect yourself from COVID. Yeah. It is something we have to live with and something that we need to um, 
uh, learn from that we we can't we have to be fully alive we have to live our lives and not let fear dictate where it leads because you miss out on those beautiful beautiful lessons that we learned Mm. yeah 100 percent now moving moving along 2022 um i know we're 38 minutes in but i just want to tell all the listeners that there will be another retreat this year it is the shine retreat 2022 and it will be on may the 7th um it's going to be spectacular and i really lydia and i really want you to come (laughs) Really oh, yeah. want you absolutely. So we're not. When are tickets out? When are we? Uh, soon, soon. I just have to get through Lent. The the, yeah. the, the Lent, Lent, journal. Lent journals have to. Uh, I've got to get all that underway. Um, and so those are for sale. I am selling the um, all she had. Blessed is she. Um, Lent journals, devotionals, and also the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal have written one for men. And it is spectacular. If you have a man in your life who you want to go on the journey with you to Christ, buy him this Advent, uh, not Advent, Lent journal. It's uh, Born of Fire and it's written by Father Innocent Montgomery. He is a Franciscan friar of the renewal and it will fortify the hearts of the men in your life. Um, You will not be uh, disappointed. So those are both, if you hop on over to my Instagram page at Universal Sisterhood, you'll see the link there to purchase those. Yeah. I find even the, you know, I get both the Lenten and the um, Advent Advent journal every year and I find, it's just me, that I get more into the Lent one because I don't know if it's the time of year or what, but I seem to. Yeah, go deeper. Yeah, yeah. I think I just I'm just distracted at the end of the year. I mean, it's beautiful. The Advent one is absolutely beautiful, but yeah, I seem to the Lent one just oh, anyway, Mm. fills me up, fills up my love tank. (laughs) Good, good. That's that's. But I can't wait. I can't wait for that um, that retreat, and that's that's also going to be my joy. So when you're ready to ask me. So, Liv, anything else you want to add before I ask you what brought you joy this week? <laughs> what else? Um, no, but I'll I'll, no. I'll I'll go into my joy. I I just wanted to say this morning at mass. Um, well, when we got back from Fiji, we went to our normal parish, and every mass is beautiful. Um, and if you can get to a mass, go wherever you can. But. I've got to say, after the Fiji mass, it just wasn't quite hitting the mark, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. for my teenagers. And I said to my husband that night, we've only got, you know, such a short time with these teenagers left. We have to go to a parish that is going to capture their hearts. And, you know, mm-hmm. and this morning we decided to try a different parish. And i got to say, the music was worse. <laughs> oh. He's looking at me like, Dal, you know, we got this one wrong. Um, but the priest said, you know, that God told you to come here for a reason today. Like that was what he said, words for word, you know. Wow. And then when I got out the front, this young girl came up to me. Her name was Marta. And um, she said, are you Liv? And I said, yes. (laughs) Total shock. 
And she said, your mum, you have a podcast. And I said, well, sort of. I said, I'm the, I'm the, <laughs> the tag along sister. I said, it's my sister's and I help her out. And um, anyway, our mum had, um, in you know, she knew Mark, she knew our mum and mum had put her onto the podcast and she said it's just been such a beautiful thing to be to listen to and um listening to the stories of the women you interview and she was just so beautiful she was a young mum of three mm. and um she said she sent it to all her relatives in Queensland you know the the link and um yeah it just brought me so much joy that this little you know podcast of ours has just mm. given some people what they need you know this this connection to other women this community and I think that's just so important anyway I told her about the retreat and she was thrilled so oh, I said I said the link's not out yet but I'll be in contact with you Marta and um yeah all right Marta I'll put you first <laughs> on the list <laughs> yeah yeah um, what about you Jess what brought you joy uh well I am still uh, I'm going to say the mass in Fiji because it was it it was so humbling to see. I realise, I'm just going to say it right now, that our Lord in the Eucharist is so humble. Here he is, the king of the universe, the king of the world, and he has allowed bread so that we can actually consume him. And I realised when the priest held up our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament in Fiji that he was showing me humility and that is why the Fijian people were so captivating to me because they were so Christ-like because they are so humble mm. and, and I look <clears throat> over at the tabernacle and it's not it wasn't this big gold um, you know ornate box it was this tiny little wooden box in a and they had covered it <laughs> In, in shiny mermaid sequence <laughs> material. <laughs> and I yeah. looked at it and I got the giggles and I said to Jesus with tears streaming down my face, Jesus, they love you so much. They've made you into a merman. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think I have to be humble and I'm, not, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's why... I loved the Fijian people so much because they were so humble mm. Mm. and that is Christ-like. So yeah. that brought me so much joy. And these, yeah. are, tears, these are tears of joy. I, yeah. I cry a lot of tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> we cry a lot of tears. Um, yeah, we might put up, I recorded, Jess and I also recorded a lot of the music in the church, sneaky. <laughs> I got my mobile out, but I thought I had to share this with the world. Like it was yeah. just so beautiful um, yeah so if you hop on over to my instagram page on some of the um some of the posts from fiji one of them was the that song but I, we, let's just put up a few more hey I'll oh, put up got, a few more. oh there were so many and and jess and i got the giggles at the end because um we just happened to have moved seat i was sitting next to my husband and right at the last minute when claudia choked on the water and then i tripped on the mat i ended up moving seats in that time and I know if I was sitting next to Paul, he would have said, you can't film, you know. Yeah. But thanks be to God, I wasn't sitting next to him, so I filmed every song. <laughs> <laughs> so you tripped for oh. a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anyway, we'll send them across and, yeah. and everyone can have a listen. Awesome. And you can cry happy tears too. Because yeah, that's right. 
so beautiful. And and just one last thing. Um, at the start of this year, uh, well, I think two podcasts ago, we spoke to Elle Maguire, who's a photographer, mm-hmm. and she. We decided that we would do um, what's it called? Surprise by joy. So taking a photo of something that fills your heart with joy every day, something mundane. And Jess and Elle have both started a page. And if you'd like to follow that too. That's it. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining me. No worries. And Thanks for um, having me. I will uh, chat to you later on. Have a great <laughs> week. Thanks, you too. Yeah, bye. bye.